I would think a lot of things <laughs> would have had to go very wrong for that to happen, which they, they did. did. Yo, 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 and ho, 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 what up, dogs, and welcome to episode number 99 of the Fantasy Football Dogs Podcast. I am your host, Josiah Panther, and as always, I am here with my pal in real life, but my foe in fantasy, Nathan Nate Dog McDonald. Not expecting you to feel so festive today, but I like it. Uh, Ooh, here's something. Russell Wilson lives... He finally did a thing on the football field, and now he's and then concussed. died. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is yes. a theme this week, uh, as you'll find. We'll get into that in a second, but uh, anything you want to cover before we get into injuries and news? Man, I don't know if this happened to anybody else, but last week was horrible for me i mean like every i had three matchups i needed to clinch the playoffs lost them all lost a couple of my bye weeks it was just lost one matchup by 0.7 one matchup by 1.5 just so i'm 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 hanging in there man it's hard to do you know it's hard to jump right into fantasy and analyze after you get your ass kicked like that but that's what we signed up to do so here i am reporting for duty but man I I really did get my ass kicked. Uh, Well, it it was rough. I feel your pain in one league where I needed to make the playoffs. I was forced to start John Wolford as my QB one and only healthy quarterback. And (laughs) he handed the ball off like three times before Baker Mayfield took over. So, uh, yeah, rough, rough week for a lot of people, but still made it in a lot of leagues, as did many of us. So we're excited to talk about uh, all that, all the implications for the playoffs, who we think are going to be the best players in the playoffs, and uh, all sorts of goodies down in the dog discussions. But unfortunately, we have a lot of injuries to get into today. So uh, let's get right down to it. It has been confirmed that Kyler Murray has suffered a torn ACL. He is done for the rest of this year. And um, you know, maybe if everything goes well, he can be ready for the opener next year, but that's also in question. So, um, yeah, definitely sucks for him and been kind of an underwhelming year for the Cardinals uh, in general. But um, so he's done. Russell Wilson, as I mentioned, he's in concussion protocol. Look out for that. Uh, Debo Samuel has a high ankle and a MCL sprain. So ankle and knee sprains. Uh, he's likely done for the fantasy season. I wouldn't consider him anything you can use going forward. So he may make it back for week 18, but even that is probably unlikely. Um, Damian Pierce also has a high ankle sprain that could cost him about three weeks. Uh, So basically your entire fantasy playoff. So keep him around just in case he can play for you in that Super Bowl if you make it that far. But uh, yeah, big blow to you if you were depending on him. Uh, Mike White is day-to-day with a rib injury. Seems probable to play. Uh, Kenny Pickett is another one in concussion protocol. Uh, DJ Moore dealing with an ankle injury. That's been, he's had a rough go of it as of late. Uh, T Higgins, he did it again. It uh. can't stop getting away with it. Uh, apparently, he aggravated his hamstring in week 14 warmups, and they said, Oh boy, here's a nice big decoy we can use again. Um, posted up another big old zero, and uh, he may miss week 15. Even if he is playing week 15, that's that's tough to trust just given the history of them liking to put him out there and then say, Oh, look at this, look at this. And then just throw it to someone. Well, if I, if I remember correctly, I think in this game, they actually 
put him in for the first play of the game and then took him out for the rest. I don't even think he was a decoy this game. I think he was just they literally made him active for the one play that he played. I don't know if there was a setback on that play or what. You know, that's that could be a possibility. But yeah, that's brutal for that to happen twice in one one season. Yeah, you gotta cut that shit out, Zach Taylor. Uh so anyway, T. Higgins kind of untrustworthy in week 15. Tyler Huntley in concussion protocol. He's another one. Uh, Jeff Wilson has a hip injury, but he's not been ruled out for week 15. So keep an eye on that. Um, some good news. Kenneth Walker was a full participant in Tuesday's practice, uh, took all the reps. So he should be good for Thursday night football. So that will be a bigger relief to many people who are depending on him to uh, get to the next uh, round of the playoffs here. So, uh, and ending on a bad slash what the fuck note, uh, Eno Benjamin was cut from the Houston Texans. And this is in, you know, despite the Damian Pierce injury and all that, you think this would be the perfect time for Eno Benjamin to rise up and take his crown. But uh, he, yeah, that's, he must be like not fun to be around in the locker room or something. Cause two teams this season have said, nah, we're, we're good. And on the field, he doesn't look that bad. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. that's about it for injuries and news. Uh, anything you'd like to add before waiver wires? Yeah, I'll touch on just obviously Kyler Murray is the headline of that, and it's brutal to see. Um, he was just starting, you know, he kind of had a rough beginning of the season, at least from, I mean, he's had a rough season period, but as far as fantasy goes, but the past three weeks, he's been a, a quarterback one. So he was really starting to catch on and like look like he would be a quarterback uh, that – could lead you through uh, the playoffs and that's just really disappointing. Uh, You know, both of his receivers had just gotten healthy and yeah, man, just that torn ACL that's going to take it. I mean, he, he takes a hit, man. This is the third or third season now that he, you know, hasn't finished the, the, the season um, healthy. And, you know, this has been the most serious injury and for a mobile quarterback to have an injury like that, it is, slightly concerning so yeah i think you have to dip them a little bit i was actually able to get a trade off right at the trade deadline immediately after this happened and i basically uh traded him and Jahan dotson for Deshaun watson mm. so uh you know i've been pretty hesitant to get Deshaun watson's shares but this was a playoff team i needed uh you know a quarterback that could help me you know possibly still win it and uh you know i had to do what i had to do um, but at the same time, yeah, I think, you know, even when Kyler's healthy, I think maybe I, I might prefer the Watson side at this point, just cause I don't know if I can trust his, um, you know, health overall. But, uh, that being said, there is one piece of news that, uh, I don't know if you conveniently left it off or just af- accidentally left it off. You did say his name earlier when you were mentioning your John Wolford woes, but Baker Mayfield coming oh, yeah. in. Two days, two days of being on a team and leading a team to a win, spoiling a playoffs for the for the Raiders, man. That was just and like he didn't play great all game, but that fourth quarter, he did play great. And that last drive, he had some absolute dimes. And uh, I just wonder, you know, what your thoughts on, are on that as a as a Rams fan uh, and, and somebody that also hasn't hasn't necessarily been a, a Baker believer, at least compared of the two of us certainly not uh but what are your thoughts on 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 all that transpired there oh it was the best rams game of the season i mean i was texting you and micah throughout it was it was fun to watch it uh i mean i really enjoyed spoiling the raiders uh playoff hopes and uh it's been about the only good thing the rams have had all season so yeah no thanks baker for that um it was perfect 
like Baker style football where it was mostly just like backyard, like just throw to the open man. You don't know everything about every play, but just like just play off of instinct and just play football. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's when he's at his best. So I'm not saying that's like takes away from him only having two days to prepare. Uh, one thing I thought was really cool. Like he literally was in LA. He had already taken a plane to LA before the Rams had even picked him up off of waivers because he was pretty sure that the Rams were going to sign him and give him a shot. And they were the only team to put a waiver wire um, ad in for him. So really worked out well for him. Um, and if something does happen to Stafford, it'd be interesting to see, you know, they don't have a first rounder. So do they try to have Baker, you know, step in as, you know, a guy, but uh, yeah, if nothing else, if I'm a Stafford owner, I'd like to have him just as like insurance slash being the backup going into next year. Yeah, no, this is a, great move by Sean McVay. And I'm not just saying that as a guy that has been, been the Baker touter here. And I know we're spending a little bit of time on this, but I do think this is, you know, probably one of the bigger stories of the week. You've been um, looking for some good Baker news. So we'll, we'll yes, I have, I have, uh, you know, just, I think whether Stafford, I mean, if Stafford doesn't come back, obviously Baker is a great, whether he's a placeholder or whatever, or a future friend, whatever he could end up being, you still need him there. But even if Stafford does come back, especially with his injury history. I mean, Baker would probably be the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody that that, that I would disagree. I mean, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, if he's still Jimmy a backup at, be the, a starter at, at the end of the year. But, um, but yeah, anyways, you know, I just think that th- this was a great move for Sean McVay and the Rams and – uh, you know, apparently Sean McVay was a big Baker fan, you know, of with him coming out of the draft. So, uh, it'll be really interesting to see and also commendable to Sean McVay that he can do so much in two days with a quarterback that, you know, the Panthers, you know, had looking like the worst quarterback in the NFL. So anyways, uh, we can move on now. Let's get into waivers, but yeah, Baker Mayfield, uh, you got me, got me rooting for the Rams a little bit more than, than I was before. So, um, Anyways, let's let's uh, move on to the waivers. So, who do you got here at the quarterback positions? Uh, yeah, number one still for me, and he's dealing with the injury right now, but it's Brock Purdy. Um, just going into the playoffs, I mean, he's already shown the ability to be a quarterback one. Uh, what was he this last week? I mean, he even got banged up. But uh, give me a moment to check. I know this is great podcasting. He was QB six with like 26 points. So, yeah, I mean, he he has the upside. He's got an offense with a whole bunch of weapons. Uh, he did lose Debo, but they've got McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk, so still plenty to work with there. So uh, keep an eye out for him to see if he'll play this week, but he's still my number one um, QB pickup. And he looks really good, man. He mm-hmm. looked really good. I mean, obviously, can I, can I make with Brady on the other side of the field, uh, it's insane that, you know, this – Almost undrafted guy looked better than him, but, uh, you know, such is the NFL. But, yeah, the uh, the next guy I'll add in is Colt McCoy. Um, Obviously, with Kyler going out, he will be the quarterback. You know, it wasn't a great game um, last week, but he did have a game where he came in, actually two games where he came in for Kyler early in the year and performed pretty valiantly, and he won one of those games. Um, He didn't have D-Hop and Hollywood Brown. and so with the full set of weapons there, I still think that Colt McCoy can be a pretty decent, uh, you know, quarterback too on most weeks. Um, so, so I definitely think he's worth picking up there. 
Uh, yep, good mention there. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield would be another guy if he's available. Uh, he's already been announced as the starter for Week 15, so you can't, you know, ask for a whole lot from the Rams' offense right now. But I still think he could offer you some QB two ability if everything falls his way. So, um, just just definitely worth the stash. Rams are gonna win out. With Van Jefferson and Baker Mayfield combo, I love Dude, it. You forgot Ben Skoranek, man. That guy made the yeah. Skoranek did really well too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Tutu Atwell got a little bit of involvement. It was just, it was, it was crazy. Which highlights McVeigh's ability as a coach more than anything. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, all right, well, uh, yeah, no, totally agree. Baker Mayfield there. Uh, moving on to running backs. Oh, you have another quarterback. Okay. Uh, uh, yes. You know, you may need an emergency start with all the injuries and whatnot. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, um, with Kenny Pickett being in concussion protocol, he could be a guy that you might want to add, especially if you have someone that's questionable to start. And, uh, yeah, he's someone that can do a little bit with his legs. So he's the last guy on my list for a reason. Uh, but he's a guy that could be taking a hundred percent of the reps come week 15. So, Definitely someone to look out for. Yeah, no, that's a good name to throw out. And I, I have one name. This is going to be a very small percentage of you because, uh, you know, at this point, most of us are on sleeper. But if you have a Yahoo League, Yahoo has Jeff Driscoll listed as a tight end. We have the whole Taysom Hill thing going on again. Apparently, they, like, moved him to tight end in the preseason. So this has some kind of uh, president behind it, but he got six rushes, uh, uh, six rushes through uh, eight passes. They're having a quarterback by committee at the Houston Texans. So if you are on a Yahoo league, definitely look out for Jeff Driscoll starting them at tight end is definitely, you know, at this point, tight end is just completely abysmal. So uh, probably a best better start than most, but anyways, that is a very niche uh, call out there. So we will move on to the running backs and Nate, I'll let you start us out. Uh, there's a couple of interesting names here on 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 running backs this week. Uh, yeah, the the big standout to me here is, and you know, he's probably been saved by some people, but uh, J.K. Dobbins is likely available in quite a few leagues, and he is if he's available, you need to drop every bit of fab you have left on him, just because he does have the ability to just absolutely win the playoffs for you. He was RB ten this last week. Uh, 15 rushes, 120 yards, eight yards per carry. That's more, you know, what we kind of saw his uh, rookie season. Um, and even still, you know, he can still be great for you, but I still don't think he's quite 100% from his mm-hmm. knee injury because there was one breakaway w- run where I think, from behind. yeah, pre-injury yeah. J.K. Dobbins is taking that to the house. Um, but still, he's going to get the workload. I mean, we just saw what he can do on 15 touches, turn it into 21 points. Um, yeah, and he has a favorable schedule coming up. Uh, he's got the Cleveland Browns this week, and they are a terrible run defense, uh, followed by the Falcons and then Steelers in Week 17. So, um, yeah, J.K. Dobbins could be a monster for you in the playoffs. Totally agree with you there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably more if you have an IR league, you probably he's probably not on waiver wires. But if you don't, uh, he very well could be. So, yeah, definitely. I was able to pick him up in a league, actually, that was an IR league. I guess they – I had to drop somebody else to put him on the IR league. Uh, unfortunately, I was eliminated because I didn't win my matchup in the playoffs, so it no longer matters. <laughs> but uh, I was very happy about my J.K. Dobbins pickup. But yeah, no, um, uh, uh, the top of my list here of the more rostered guys, 
Uh, I'm going to have Damian Harris. Uh, Damian mm. Harris has been dropped a lot. Ramondre Stevenson, we don't know the severity of the injury right now, um, but he did have an ankle injury. I suspect it's probably a high ankle sprain. A low ankle sprain would be better as far as his time timetable, but, um, you know, just – you know, I'm not a doctor, but just, you know, based on the other high ankle sprains I, I've seen, that's kind of what it looked like. He tried to come back in and and he had to go back out, which I think isn't a good sign. So Damian Harris, um, he was declared out last week. He wasn't active, but he almost they almost did start him. It was kind of like a last minute decision to to not not let him play. So I think he should be good for this upcoming week. And, uh, you know, if he's the, the lead back for the Patriots, he'll probably be a very, very startable asset. Uh, yeah, good, good call there. I uh, omitted it from my list, but uh, with the injury, you're definitely right. Uh, and Damian Harris, we've seen in the past, even with sharing a backfield, he can be a big fantasy asset. So uh, good call there. Um, another guy that kind of just checked for, we mentioned him previously, but um, Cam Akers and Zonovan Bam Knight, just mentioned them both. Um, Zonovan Knight's been honestly fantastic each of the last three games. So um, yeah, I think he hasn't finished with less than like, you know, 14 or 15 points. So been really good for you. And Akers has looked better as of late. And if, you know, in games that are not playing from behind the entire time, like this last one, and where, you know, if Baker Mayfield can add a little bit of a spark and a little bit more of a deep threat to get people to back off off the Rams running game, um, you know, kind of the whole thing, a rising tide lifts all boats. So uh, keep an eye on Cam Akers for that reason. If I would have said to you at the beginning of the year as you were telling Cam Akers that you would need Baker Mayfield as the quarterback for the Rams to spark Cam Akers, I would, would think have laughed a me lot this. of things <laughs> would have had to go very wrong for that to happen, which they, they did. did. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> they did, they did. But no, quite a quite a crazy season, especially for the Rams there. Um, but um yeah no uh, i think that's a good name to throw out the next name on my list and how things come full circle because this was my number one running back waiver wire pickup in week one uh but with the damian harris injury it looks like rex burkhead is the lone man to or damian that pierce backfield. Yep. Yep. what did i say uh damian harris but, oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Yes, the Damian Pierce. Too many Damians. Yes, the Damian yeah. Pierce injury. Um, the 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 Rex uh, Burkhead, I think, uh, should probably lead that backfield for the rest of the season, um, at least the the fantasy season. Um, I don't know how valuable that will be, but the thing about it is they're going to be down a lot, and he's more of a pass catching back. So you aren't really depending on Rex Burkhead getting you know twenty touches between the tackles, anyways. Uh, and you know without. Damian Pierce there I think he will at least be targeted a lot more and be on the field obviously a lot more and and uh you know get goal line rushes uh the few times they might be on the goal line so uh, <laughs> it's not a sexy pickup but I do think it's uh you know a, a solid 10 points for a, a RB2 spot most weeks uh from here going forward Yep, good mention. Uh, yeah, if you if you stashed Rex Burkhead since week one, now's your time to shine. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, good, good call. Um, last guy I'll throw out is uh, just Jarrett McKinnon. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is pretty much already owned everywhere, but McKinnon also has value in this backfield. They He gets enough touches, and we saw this last week, what he can do with that. So uh, he's still got plenty of juice. And, yeah, I mean, over 30 points. Uh, I mean, in my league, he was – Was he RB1? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he literally <laughs> – 
can be the top of his position on a given week. So McKinnon is kind of a must add. Yeah, he would be at the, the top of my list, certainly. I don't know how rostered or unrostered he is, um, but certainly if he's there, I would mm, – him and J.K. Dobbins is tough, but probably just because I don't quite trust the injury, uh, I, I might might lean McKinnon there, especially I think they're playing Houston this week. So, so yeah, I think McKinnon's a, a, a killer start. Um, yep, uh, the very, very last name I'm going to throw out, and this <laughs> is like I hope we can – get a little bit more clarity. I don't, if Damian Harris didn't play, if my number one waiver wire doesn't, uh, if he's out again, Kevin Harris looked really good, mm. a different Harris. So there's two Harris's be mm. very careful on who you're picking up here. But, uh, I do think that if, if Damian Harris doesn't play, this might be something you need to wait till Thursday or Friday. We might not know, but, uh, yeah, immediately if we find out that Damian Harris isn't playing, Kevin Harris would be uh, a big waiver wire pickup for me for this week. Um, I think, I think, you know, the Patriots are run heavy and he looked really good. I mean, he had a, like a nice, almost 20 yard touchdown break off where he ran through about three guys. So, um, you know, I think that's a, a great start for, for a rookie getting his first uh, significant work. Yep. Like that a lot. Uh, Kevin Harris was a guy that I, I really liked as a late round guy coming out of South Carolina, had some injury stuff there, but when he was healthy, he's a very large, low center of gravity back. That is really hard to take down. And we saw that this last week. Um, those are the kind of guys that Belichick typically likes to hand the rock to. So um, really good call out there. I didn't have him on my list. So uh, good, good on you for that. Um, all right. Well, wide receiver time. Yep, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. So check four player is going to be Zay Jones. Maybe people after last week dropped him out of frustration after week 13, just being awful. But and now uh, they're even more frustrated. Yeah, (laughs) he went off. They they spent that fab and then they dropped and then now they realize they should have held. So, yeah, Zay Jones, he's just you kind of have to start him in PPR just because of the upside he does bring you. So um, must add there. Uh, after him, uh, my number one guy is going to be Mr. Jameson Williams for the Lions. Um, yeah, it's just his his one touchdown. Obviously, he was wide open, but they're only going to increase his snaps. And the more that happens, the more chances for him to break off those big plays for you. So especially in best ball leagues, uh, I really like Jameson Williams possibly getting you over the hump in the playoffs. That's interesting. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think he's a, a worthy pickup. It's not that I'm against picking him up, but my number one uh, wide receiver is a teammate of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at the end of our wide receiver pickups last week, but um, I think he deserves to be at the front and he's still very unrostered. DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. Every game that DJ Chark has played for the Lions, he has either scored a touchdown or gotten 90 yards. So, you know, at this point, um, I think he came back in week nine, I want to say. So not a huge sample size, but I mean, you know, after four weeks of that, um, you know, I think we can start to trust it. And I think you pretty much got to plug and play him as a as a flex option, possibly a wide receiver, too. Um, I think he's it's the targets he's getting are really reliable and he looks really good. You know, he had a breakout year. A lot of people were really high on Chark. Um, obviously with Jacksonville, uh, got injured the next year. Didn't, didn't really pan out, was injured at the beginning of this year, but, but the, the talent is there and there's that, that lion's wide receiver core is looking so stacked right now. But, uh, but yeah, DJ Chark is my top, uh, waiver wire pickup for, for a wide receiver. Yeah. And he, he might end up being the better of these two. He was my next man up. Uh, obviously had a really good game this last week, but I'm just kind of pro- projecting Jameson taking a little bit more and more of that role. Um, but you know, like you said, Chark is also coming back from injury, so he's you know showing what he can do. 
Um, yeah, he uh, you know, came back in week 11, but didn't really play a whole lot. It was week 12 and on where he's kind of been more prominent. And, uh, yeah, since then he's been productive. Um, but, yeah, I just – I'm banking a little bit more on the upside here, but could be wrong. Yeah, there's more upside. And, and you know, I think the first week Jameson came back, he played 10% of snaps. Last week he was almost at 25, so a big jump there. And, you know, if we see another jump like that uh, this week, I think, you know, definitely – uh, Jameson Williams very well could be the more valuable guy there. Yep, yep. Uh, who do you have next? Um, after DJ Chark, I have Mr. Elijah Moore. Um, I don't want to speak too much on Elijah Moore here because I'm going to have to speak on him a little bit later, but he's a good waiver wire pickup this week. Uh, Corey Davis got an injury. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that, but he oh. actually had to exit the game. Um, so I don't know if he's going to be back this week, but I still think Elijah Moore with Mike White is is uh, you know worth ro- rostering at this point. And you know he, people have pretty much given up on him, especially in redraft uh, this year because he just wasn't producing whatsoever, even getting targeted. But those mm-hmm. those days are over uh, with Mike White. So I definitely think you got to get him. Yep, he was my next man up as well. So uh, that's it I have for wide receivers. So do you have anything to add there? I should have let you take the analysis on him. Yeah, I do have one name, and it's going to feel disgusting, but I don't think you need to feel that way. It's another Moore, but this one is Chris Moore. And if you're saying, who's Chris Moore? He is the wide receiver one for the Texans right now, and he was a top 12 wide receiver last week, uh, had 10 receptions for like 120 yards or 112 yards, something like that. Uh, so yeah, it's like, uh, you know, every time that he's asked to step in and, and play a major role and it's been twice. So I should say both times he's been asked to do that. He's, uh, had a fantasy valuable game, uh, Brandon cooks. I don't expect to play for the rest of the year. Drop Brandon cooks. Honestly. Um, we, I think we might've mentioned that last week. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, Nico Collins was injured last week. He could come back. And of course I expect Nico to be the more valuable guy when they're both there, but, um, you know, without him there, I fully expect Chris Moore to be a solid flex option. So uh, I know it feels hideous because I literally didn't know who he was before this week, but um, pick him up. You don't have to pay any fab probably. And, uh, you know, if you if you got racked with injuries and just need a flex start this week, I think it's it's definitely a worthy one. That is a nasty ad, but I agree it should be included. <sighs> I actually just thought of one that we forgot to uh, mention for quarterbacks. Um, Marcus Mariota has been benched for Desmond Ritter. And I think he'd be worth a stash because he does have some rushing ability. And Mariota was pretty bad as a quarterback, and he still had plenty of fantasy value in this offense. So I'm just saying, uh, might want to look and see if he's available. If you have an extra spot, stash him away. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, it doesn't feel great to say because I'm not expecting much, but uh, also, also, sorry, but happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, it also looks like things didn't aren't like too amicable between uh, Mariota and the team. It looks like he's kind of like off, he left and might not come back. Yeah, Yeah, so like, which good riddance, (laughs) yeah, he's like, I ain't losing, y'all are losing, (laughs) but. (laughs) yeah no he was uh, no he had nothing to do with why we're losing he was just playing great out there yes, he was. Um, anyways um yeah all right well uh you got any tight ends to throw out at us then uh 
I will give another shout out to my man, Chig Okonkwo. I told you last week to pick this man up. And ah, I'm so upset because I thought about making him my start of the week, decided against it, and I really should have because he finished, I believe, as a top three tight end over 20 points. So, um, yeah, he's he's really looking good as of late. So, uh, yeah, let's see if he's available in your leagues. That is the only name I have as well, so um let's move on let's uh move on to the drop section here in order to pick these guys up we got to drop some folks so uh let's get right into that um so we'll start out with travis homer he was a pickup last week for us uh didn't perform too well we're expecting walker to be back and even if he isn't let's pretend that walker isn't back this week would you still would you keep Homer over a guy like Burkhead Harris? Um, you know, I know you named some of the more roster guys, but mm-hmm. you know, just keeping it to some of those less roster guys. You know, would you rather have a uh, Burkhead or Harris or one of those guys you mentioned um, over Travis Homer? That's tough. Um, I mean, I, I think I would just because I'm pretty confident that uh, Walker is going to be back, and that means Homer is going to play a pretty limited role so yeah uh yeah and he he honestly didn't have a i mean you know dj dallas got as much if not more work um Mm. you know so yeah at this point i think travis homer's safe to drop what about samaj p ryan he's on the drop list obviously he had a couple weeks where he really showed out for people but joe mixon is back um you know he had uh closer to, to to where he was but um how are you feeling about samaj p ryan I don't feel like you can drop him for those later guys we mentioned. Um, I mean, even with Mixon back this last week, he was RB24, so technically an RB2, um, and he finished with over 10 points. So he still has value, but the problem is his next three games are Tampa Bay, New England, and the Bills, and all three of those are bad matchups. So um, maybe they get behind and have to you know throw it more, which benefits him, but I- I'd try to keep him if at all possible, but – Matchups aren't great. Yeah, I agree. I would I would also keep him. Um I, I Damian Harris, I might drop him for Damian Harris, but anybody yeah. else on the list, um, I would probably keep P Ryan for. What about James Cook? He was my personal top uh running back pickup last week. Didn't do shit <laughs> really this week. Uh and a lot of people are dropping him and giving up on him. Are you willing to do the same? Uh, I would drop him for Damian Harris for sure. Um, I mean, I, I also mentioned, I mean, Cam Akers and Bam Knight, obviously I would, I would drop him for them. I'd probably drop him for Jarek McKinnon, honestly. Um, McKinnon offers you more upside and I think a safer floor. So, uh, yeah, yep. yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, moving on to some wide receivers getting dropped. Uh, Mr. Rondell Moore. Uh, he had a couple of very good weeks, but has been injured and, um, you know, looks like he might come back and then declared out again. So I think people are just kind of giving up on him. Uh, how do you how do you feel about him compared to it's funny? We got Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Chris Moore. So of the Moores, uh, who would you rather have there? I need less more. Um, yeah, I, I would rather have the other Moors over rondale because like you said he's been hurt he's got a groin injury which kind of soft tissue and he's typically a guy that really relies on that explosiveness so um and the last game he played he had negative points so i don't trust the man so 
and Kyler is no longer his quarterback. Yes. So yeah, I I agree with all of that. Honestly, I'm uh, I might still have to keep Rondell's upside over Chris Moore, but it's 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 tough. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, what about Joshua Palmer? So you know, obviously he also carried people for a long time. Mike Williams came back and completely dominated. Uh, you know, Josh Palmer was more of an afterthought. Uh, do you do you expect that to continue? And do you think that his uh his best days are over as far as this season goes? I mean, I definitely think his best days are over for this season. Um, yeah, I'd probably drop him for everyone except Chris Moore. Um, you know, he's still in week 13, he had 13 points this last game. He had over nine. So he still has a, you know, looks like a fairly safe floor, but he just does not offer you that same upside he used to. Yeah. I mean, you know, he might kind of catch a touchdown one of these last three weeks and maybe that's a, a spike week for him, but yeah, I don't expect him to be reliable. Um, you know, looking into the, the playoffs, I'm not really relying on Josh Palmer at this point. Mm-hmm. So um all right well let's move on to our dog discussions and actually before we do that i want to mention at the beginning of the episode or at least closer to the beginning of of the episode uh quick programming note so as you know it is uh getting close to the holidays and uh we know for sure next week uh nate and i are both going to be busy and traveling and it's probably going to be difficult for us to get an episode out next week um, but we, uh, the next episode is episode 100, which, uh, we want to have, uh, Mike on for make it kind of a special episode. Um, so, um, either the next week after that or, or um, uh, yeah, or the first week of January, we're going to be putting that out. So, uh, we appreciate you allowing us to take some time away. Um, I did just want to go ahead and mention that at the top of the episode in case, uh, some of y'all didn't make it to the end. Uh, which you need to make it to the end, but uh, just just in case you were wondering uh, where the podcast is, at least for the next week. So, um, yeah, we're we're you know we're excited. Uh, hopefully, we'll all be able to hang out, uh, you know, all together in Georgia again. But uh, you know, we'll we'll have to see as far as uh, when episode 100 gets recorded. All right, let's move on to our dog discussions now, and let's talk about who is going to be the number one fantasy player at each position over these next three weeks exclusively uh who is i mean obviously you know most of the names now we're going to name the trade deadline's over you know you aren't getting these guys but who is the guy that if you have him on your team you're like all right he is going to lead me to the promised land yes i have him who is that person for you at quarterback quarterback uh when you're talking about his schedule and the way the team's playing as a whole and the way he's playing uh, I got to go with Jalen Hurts. He, Him and Patrick Mahomes are close, but he has the better schedule. He has the rushing upside. And overall, the Eagles offense just looks like an unstoppable joke or not right now. So, um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, he uh, edges out Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he is the quarterback one right now. Um, I agree with you. We'll see how many of these we agree on. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, you know, his schedule looks great. Uh, you, you might be thinking they're 10 and one, you know, they might take it easy at the end and maybe for week 17, you have to worry about that, but they're still trying to clinch that by week. They still have to play Dallas. Um, so, uh, you know, they're going to be playing their hearts out, trying, trying to make sure that they clinch that. So I'm not worried, you know, at all about them cutting on the brakes and they are playing uh very easy, uh, matchups. Um, so, uh, actually they don't play Dallas, do they? Uh, Not- I, think they, I think they played Dallas week 16. Okay. 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 So, so yeah, they, okay. It is in there. So yeah, Dallas is kind of the only, you know, good, good defense that he, that he has uh, for the rest of the fantasy season there. 
Um, at running back, I have a feeling you're going to have the same answer, so I want to take this one first. Um, I have Mr. Derrick Henry. He also has a very, very good uh, uh, schedule coming up against uh, running backs, and he always seems to do this, catch on at the end of the year when it's cold, and you know he he did this last year, and I think the year before, well, no, no, last year he was injured. The year before he did mm-hmm. this, where he absolutely was the engine that drove a lot of championship squads to the championship, and I think he very well could be that guy again. You know, he had several bad weeks, I think like four or five bad weeks in a row, uh, but last week he finally, you know, started to catch on again, and I, I expect against the bad defense that they're playing and the Titans tr- doing everything they can to secure their playoff spot um, that you know, Derek Henry will be fed very heavily. Ooh, I like you mentioning this man a lot. Uh, the last two Super Bowls that Henry has played in, so basically been available in week 17, uh, in the leagues I have, he scored over 40 points. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's been an absolute monster for the most part in the playoffs. So, yeah, you got to trust that. Um, I'll mention... This is close between these two. I'll probably go with Henry because he's my guy and he has the history of it. Um, but the th- guy I think is right there with him is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, with the Debo Samuel injury and the Elijah Mitchell injury, it just they're going to have to feed him the ball. This is a team that is trying desperately to make the playoffs, make it to a point where you know they they get Jimmy G back, they can make a run, or get you know Brock Purdy in the playoffs. He's playing pretty damn well. So uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is going to be getting a lot of touches. He's familiar with the offense now, and he's been really cooking the past two weeks. So uh, he, he'd be my other mention. No, that that was the other person that I, you know, and honestly, I have a uh, one more share of McCaffrey than Henry. So I hope you're right. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know. Yeah, uh, without Debo there, I really think that McCaffrey is going to kind of be the engine of that offense, and uh, it, they've looked they've looked really good. So yeah, we'll 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 definitely have to keep an eye on that. Uh, you know, PPR I might actually lean towards agreeing with you there uh, with McCaffrey, but I definitely think those are the two guys that I'm feeling the most confident about uh, at this time. Uh, so I'll let you take your first or your your number one wide receiver going through the playoffs. Yeah, it'll be Justin Jefferson. Um, Jamar Chase is a close second here, especially with T. Higgins being a little banged up. Uh, Chase has looked good, especially this last game. But uh, Jefferson, I feel like, is the safest option, gives you less upside. He's he's the guy I'd go with. We got a lot of the same names here, and maybe this, this was an obvious exercise. But, yeah, I have a Justin Jefferson there. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I could have – Cooper Cup there, my teams do at least, but unfortunately mm-hmm. he will no longer be there. But uh, but yeah, no, Justin Jefferson is who, and again, you know, the Vikings, although they're pretty much certainly gonna make a playoff, make the playoffs at this point, you know, they're 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 gonna be trying to get as many wins as they can to try to become the number two or three seed at least. Um, so which they should be able to do because the number four seed is gonna be the NFC South team. Uh, so yeah, I think they've pretty much got that locked in. So yeah, um, I think that's definitely a good, a good pick there. Uh, for me at tight end, I think there's an obvious answer and it's the guy that is just head and shoulders above every other tight end at this point. He did have a down week last week, but Travis Kelsey is probably the only tight end that I'm comfortable starting (laughs) in the whole fucking league. So the answer is Travis Kelsey. 
Yeah, the answer is definitely Travis Kelsey. Um, he's got a fantastic schedule coming up. Uh, the Texans, the Seahawks, and even Denver. It's like the one area where you can attack them is with the tight end this year. So, um, yeah, good good schedule coming up for him. And uh, I was, like the last two games have been disappointing. So like Denver held him to you know tight end nine this last week, and before that Cincinnati had him at tight end fourteen. So you'd like to see a return to form, but I have very little doubt he'll get there. Yeah, and it's not like anybody else is making a making a strong case for us to to go with them. So oh, shit, Evan um, Ingram got like half a season's worth of points in one week. So yeah, yeah, I'm actually gonna talk about that a little bit later. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely a good point. But uh, but yeah, all right, let's move on to our next dog discussion, and that's gonna be players that may have cost you a playoff spot you know that have, that you really were depending on and that let you down you know last week the week before you know these weeks that you really needed to clinch the playoffs and maybe you did still make the playoffs despite their poor performances but are you trusting the the player that you're mentioning uh moving forward in the playoffs so i will start it out at quarterback and mention Mr. Tom Brady yeah you know, he, I think I had him at quarterback seven this year. I mean, he hasn't been a complete bust by any means, but he's not having quarterback one games. Uh, he's, uh, you know, last week was especially abysmal. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I think, uh, I'm, I'm very nervous about starting Tom Brady, uh, in the playoffs. Um, he has some NFC South teams in there, so I would expect he should be able to do something, but, uh, yeah, he just doesn't look like the same guy at the moment and i'm sure maybe that's not that could be mental that could be off the field stuff but uh you know it could also be the fact that he's 40 and uh and and that it might be might be his time to uh to, to hang him up so definitely very nervous about tom brady and don't feel like he was the the stalwart that i needed uh you know that i thought i was drafting at the beginning of the year uh, that is, that's a fair assessment, uh, guy I'll mention. And I kind of labeled this segment, uh, uh am I ready to be hurt again? Uh, I feel okay. like every time I think of this, I think of the office meme. Uh, so, uh, here we go. Uh, my guy is going to be T Higgins in this. Uh, he is really is a, my guy for me. I've been high on Higgins ever since his, um, you know, his rookie season, but, uh, I do not trust him in week 15. I already kind of mentioned that before. So unless I'm getting some news leading up to the game that he's been a full participant in practice and looks good and healthy and is definitely going to be a factor, um, I, I'm not trusting him, uh, you know, maybe in week 16, but he's not going to be a part of the team that helps me get there. Yeah, I have to agree as well. He hasn't really had great weeks even before, you know, the, the zero burger he put up. Um it's been a minute, uh, if I recall, since he's had a, you know, really exciting game. Yeah, I agree. You might have to fade him a little bit uh, going into the playoffs. I think there are still some situations where I'm starting him, but, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully they don't pull that bullshit again. Uh, the wide receiver I have, I'll just bounce off uh, my Tom Brady, and it's uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans has just kind of disappeared with Tom Brady. Tom, uh, he had He's had so many touchdowns called back and the reason why i say like i want to point him out is there's two touchdowns that he should have had and he probably would have won a lot of people their 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 matchup last week but but those two touchdowns one was called back because of a penalty and the other one was just a horrible pass by tom brady but he was completely open and yeah no mike evans has been really really rough uh and honestly i think his 
dynasty value is going to be severely depressed uh, this coming up year. I think you'll be able to get him in a round that that you're not used to getting him. Uh, And if Tom Brady retires, that'll be even more amplified. uh, So, so yeah, uh, I think Mike Evans is somebody I'm going to try probably not to start uh, unless I have to. Uh, yeah, I have to start him in a couple leagues, so uh, I will be doing so. But yeah, it's been a rough ride for Evans, especially as of late. Um, last guy I'll mention is Nick Chubb. Uh, past two weeks, Chubb has been an RB3, so not what you're looking for. He's finished with under 10 points each of the last two weeks. Um, so definitely unusual for him, but I am definitely trusting him. I think he can be really one of the workhorses that wins you the playoffs and you kind of have to hope so because you, you can't bench him. So uh, I, I think Chubb will turn it around and be a factor. I agree with you. I think that's a great name to, to, to throw out. Um, I mean, the two games coincide with, with the games that Deshaun Watson has been there. I don't necessarily think it's Deshaun Watson's fault, but I do think that they're trying to put more reps in Deshaun Watson's hands. You know, they know that the mm-hmm. season's over at this point. So I think they're just going to try to, get him acclimated and, and where, where Nick Chubb was the center of the offense, you know, before John Watson being there, I do think that maybe that that's not going to be the case for the rest of this season, at least. So um, not to say he won't have good games, not to say you shouldn't start him, but I do. I think that's a good, great name to call out. Um, I have two more names here. One uh, to touch on quickly was a similar vein to Nick Chubb because he started out as uh, the, you know, the first, after the first half of the season, he was a top uh, RB, but he has now dropped severely after several bad weeks, and that's Saquon Barkley. Um, the Giants' offense just looks abysmal. I, I mean, for me, yes, I'm probably gonna have to start Saquon, but he's an RB two. I don't like not not permanently, not like in my rankings. I'm just saying, like right now, under this current Giants offense that is completely unable to move the ball and has no other skill position outside of Saquon. Uh, I, yeah, I really, I'm fading him. I'm fading him a lot and it hurts to do so because it was really exciting to see his, uh, Saquon is aunts, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, we're going to have to wait till, uh, next year for, for, I think that to catch back on and hopefully the giants can fix their, their, their problems. But, uh, yeah, Saquon. And then the last name I'm going to throw out here is Mr. Mark Andrews. Oh, this one's super personal. My most drafted tight end. Since week six, he has not had a touchdown or 65 yards. So that sucks uh, for the tight end one (laughs) in my rankings this year. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty bummed about that one. That's pretty bullshit. And, and, oh, my God, you, I literally might have to bench him in several leagues this week if Tyler Huntley does not play. Uh, Tyler Huntley uh, got got taken out with a with a concussion. Obviously, Lamar's already out. So Anthony Brown, I think his name is from Oregon, would be the quarterback. Uh, Going deep. I don't here. know, and I don't know enough about him to criticize him. But that probably is enough criticism in itself. We, we didn't um, mention him in the waiver wire section, and he might be starting at quarterback this week. So that should probably tell you yeah. what you need to know. Yeah, I, I literally, if that happens, I think you have to bench Andrews. And, and you're, you're going to feel sick at your fucking stomach doing that. But, but I think th- that's the smart move. Yeah, and look, like Tyler Huntley got hurt this this week, and he Andrews finished with less than four points. 
So yeah, he yes. finishes the tight end 23. And the fact that you can have less than four points and still finish as a tight end 23 is fucking insane. But uh tight end two, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Evan Ingram with 44 or whatever the fuck. So yeah, yeah. Um wild times. But yeah, it's uh it's hard to trust them. And I agree, you're gonna have to keep a close eye on the on the waiver wire ad. I do please, think please Tyler Huntley, please play. Even still, I'm not confident, but at least I'll not mention i do think you have a lot of hope in week 16 if you can make it that far because they're playing atlanta you should have huntley back even if he does miss week 15 um there, there is hope on the horizon but uh the week 15 is going to be rough yeah yeah it is so, um all right let's move on here and let's talk about some surprising stats some stats that really caught our eye and 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 blew our mind just that have happened over i mean pretty much you know the fantasy regular season's over so we have a large sample size now i'm still off the playoffs to to kind of determine it but at this point we can kind of make some conclusions uh based on uh some of these stats so uh nate i'll let you start us start us out uh i mean one that's just caught my eye is the fact that cooper cup is still uh wide receiver nine on the season he was just passed by tyler lockett this last week uh, and he hasn't played since week 10. I mean, he's missed the last four weeks in a row. And even in week 10, he was playing injured and didn't put up much. So, yeah, it's it's kind of shows how dominant he was when he was playing. I think he's second in points, wide receiver points per game this year behind only Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, it's uh, Cup still has it. And he's still been fantastic, even when the Rams were on a down year. So that does give you a lot of hope going into next year. But that surprised me that he's still a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, no, definitely super impressive. And um yeah, I, I mean I think um it'll be interesting to see. There's there's gonna be a lot of well, there might not be any changes, but there could be a lot of changes in that Rams team uh this this coming up year. Um so you so yeah, definitely I hope he's still in a in a positive situation. Of course, I'll still, you know, rank him as a top receiver, but I hope that you know I can still feel like, you know, it, if Baker's the starter, I'm st- I'm probably going to feel a little bit less than if if uh, you know Stafford was, and and of course I still feel like Stafford probably will be, but there is a question at this point. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a surprising stat. He's still a top twelve uh, wide receiver. Um, he'll probably finish as a top twenty wide receiver even after uh, these three weeks, um, if not close to it. Um, so yeah, uh, you've already kind of touched on it a little bit here, but Evan Ingram is the tight end four on the season. And it's 50% of his production was last week. So that is where tight end is at tight end four. And he got half of his stats in one week, like tight end sucks. Like tight end premium doesn't even fucking matter with these guys. Like tight end is trash. It's trash. I hate tight end. Like literally, I mean, it's, it's Travis Kelsey. And, and I mean, still Mark Andrews is up there in a, in a tier, but I mean, he hasn't been dependable either, and and yeah, you know, the other dependable guys, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, get injured, so it has just mm-hmm. been. I mean, tight end always sucks, but this has been an an exceptionally terrible tight end season, and it, it honestly does make me want to go back to my old ways of 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 just drafting tight ends late because when they all suck this bad. It doesn't matter if you get them in the fucking fifth, seventh. I mean, you might as well just get them in the twelfth or fifth, fourteenth. You know what I mean? So. 
Uh, yeah, and then yeah. you see hey, what percentage of teams that won the playoffs had Travis Kelsey or whatever, and then you're like... Kelsey is an yeah. outlier, but outside of that, I mean, Waller... I mean, Hawkinson Injured. has been okay. Hawkinson is, you know, yeah. maybe one of the one of the exceptions, but even still, he hasn't, you know, been, you know, super impressive. But anyways, yeah, just well, tight end. He had, suck. he had to take Evan a downgrade at quarterback, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, yeah, it's just uh, tight end is just. Uh, I mean, Evan Ingram is tight end four, and most weeks you did not want to start t- Evan Ingram. So that's that's where we're at. Yep. Uh, good points. Good points. Uh, my next like crazy stat is just, yeah. The fact that over the past three weeks, Jared Goff is averaging, you know, over 300 passing yards, uh, past two weeks, he's been a top five quarterback, even in four point passing touchdown leagues, uh, some like actual NFL stats, uh, since week 10, he ranks third in the NFL in passing yardage. Uh, third in passer rating uh, tied for first place with least amount of turnovers and has and is tied for the most amount of wins since then so golf is just he's playing really well for the lions and that's why you know i do want to mention the report that came out that they don't see him as a bridge quarterback like he is their quarterback going forward it doesn't seem like they're planning on taking one in the draft so uh in the spirit of that i say jalen carter to the lions and let's go yeah, no, I mean they're gonna have a top. Uh, uh, well, and that's not true because Baker's gonna keep keep on winning and and push that draft pick up. But uh, you know they'll 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 all in all likely to have a top five pick. So yeah, definitely Jalen Carter, Carter, Will Anderson, very likely is gonna end up on on their team there. Um, yeah. So the 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 last stat I have here is uh, we we touched on this at the very you know week one. Russell Wilson played against the Seahawks and of course Geno Smith and the Seahawks won that game and we kind of said can you imagine bro like what if Geno Smith actually did better and like outscored Russell Wilson on the season and we laughed about it it's a funny thought but let's 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 look at it now Geno Smith has Almost 80 more fantasy points than Russell Wilson. Has averaged 5.5 more points a game than Russell Wilson. Who saw this coming? Like that, that is insane. If if I could replace my ranking of Russell Wilson with Geno Smith, that would have been a wise thing to do, but nobody would have done that. It is just, I mean, you couldn't write this story for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Just so crazy how much better Geno Smith has been. It's not even like, a, oh, he's thrown a couple of more yards, but they've had, it's like he has been so good and Russell Wilson has been so bad. Like the disparity is so stark. And I think when we were joking about it that week one, we had no idea that that this this was even a possibility. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it was our in our wildest dreams and it has come to fruition. So I, you know, congratulations on Dino Smith. In my opinion, he seems more likable. Um, that quote he had about, you know, all this hard times and stuff and saying, well, you know, some other people would have killed for my hard times. So um, saying stuff along those lines, it just shows you that he's still down to earth. He hasn't let it get to him. And uh, yeah, good, good for Gino, but <laughs> no one could have predicted that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if there's an analyst out there, if somebody saw an analyst 
who faded Russell Wilson significantly, let me know because I I didn't see one. Everybody thought that Russell Wilson was going to be, you know, with the Broncos. Oh, it's gonna he has all the weapons and oh, but oh my God, I definitely been... didn't see him getting taken over Geno anywhere by any yeah, no analyst had that i know yeah. that for a fact yeah that didn't happen so yeah absolutely insane but all right let's move on to our last dog discussion here and we're gonna touch on dynasty a little bit and of course we've had some major injuries to some major players and we're just gonna kind of talk about how we're viewing these players um in dynasty and if we think we're we're buying them at this point if we think we're gonna try to sell them and still get value um, you know, where, where we're at on that. So, uh, quickly we'll touch on Kyler Murray. We kind of, um, we didn't necessarily get, make it dynasty based, but we, you know, we, we talked about the injury, um, t- said we were fading him in dynasty, but how significantly, um, you know, for me, I can tell you that, uh, you know, he was previously my quarterback five and I have him down at quarterback 11 at this point. So I just did my quarterback re-rankings for dynasty um, and, and he has dropped pretty significantly. I still see him as a back end quarterback one, still think he has tons of upside, but, um, that, that injury proneness and the fact that, you know, that, that knee injury could limit the amount of that he's scrambling, uh, you know, does, does give me some worries there. This is why I warn people on them dual threat quarterbacks. They tend to get nicked up. I mean, shit, Lamar's not playing right now. Uh, is Justin Fields playing again, or is he? Yeah, he's he's going to play this week. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, but he, he was on by. He was on, he was on by last week. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. See, you can't even trust him to play on a week when his team's off. Um. Slacker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, him. Pretty much every dual threat guy, almost except for like Josh Allen, uh, has had struggles staying healthy this year. But um, you know, this one really hurts. I don't want it to affect his long term mobility, but you have to factor that in that it might. Um, he he should come back 100. percent But even this year, he was already kind of struggling. Um, I do not like the fact that they gave him such a massive extension and. Yeah, honestly, they may just need to bring in new coaching in there, which is wild to say they're going to have to. There's no, it. there's no may they need to. Oh yeah. yeah, it's just a matter of are they willing to eat the contract? Right, uh, right. So yeah, it's just they're not in a great place. Plus the injury, he's definitely you know he would definitely be outside my top ten. I haven't done my re rankings or anything, but like you know you mentioned Deshaun Watson earlier. I mean, I would definitely take him over Kyler. He's a little bit older, but. I he's a much better passer in my eyes. And when he does rush, he doesn't, you know, he tends to not get nicked up as much. So, yep, Kyler definitely taking a, a, a drop for me. Yeah. And let's be clear, you know, this wasn't a result of Kyler taking a hit or anything. This was a non contact, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a bad rush by, I mean, he was sliding in the process when it, mm-hmm. you know, when, when it tore. So, you know, but, but I do think, um, you know, to speak on your point a little bit, um, and I am much more willing to, to take those, those dual threat quarterbacks and, and, you know, I understand there is some risk. I think Kyler is, I mean, a guy like Justin Fields, a guy like Josh Allen, I'm much more comfortable being a, a Russian quarterback because they're built like fucking action figures. And, and I'm sure that Kyler Murray is swollen, but he's small. He's, he's, he's a little guy. So mm. You know, that does especially make me worried for him. And and although I'm willing to um look over the injury risk for dual threat quarterbacks, typically he is one that that I it stands out a little bit more for me than 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 most of them. So yeah. um, let's move on uh 
Oh, you got something else to say? Sorry. I just say, like, you know, that's definitely a good point. But, like, even long term, like, like, no one was built better than Cam Newton. Nobody. And he completely washed out way earlier than you see a lot of these other guys because he just your body takes way more of a beating when you're doing that. So, um, yeah, just something to keep in mind when you are, you know, they definitely, the, the idea we always talk about is like winning now, like winning money and being competitive. Um, but it's definitely something you want to keep an eye on long-term in dynasty. Um, but with that, we can move on. All right. Well, what about Mr. Matt Stafford? Um, so he has a neck contusion. There has been, and you know, I've heard talk from a couple of places now that he might be considering retirement. Um, I don't think he will. I would expect him. I would put it like 80% that I feel like he's going to be back next year. But that 20% scared, I mean, that's a, it makes me scared to buy him, certainly in Dynasty over this offseason. Do you have those fears? Are you willing to, to buy him low? Because I'm sure he'll be at a depressed price. Obviously, he had a really bad season uh, even when he was healthy. So so where are you at on, on Mr. Stafford? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not playing a, a paying a premium for him, uh, if that's what you mean. He's gonna be a no, little I don't bit, think you have to yeah yeah I mean he's he's gonna be he's gonna be riskier and because of that he's going to drop there is a chance that he's retires or there's a chance that he just continue, keeps having issues with his neck and uh and his throwing shoulder and stuff like that and he just you know won't be able to be the same Stafford um so you do run that risk at a certain point I'm gonna be willing to take that just because the upside he gives you especially and offense that, you know, has a healthy cup and, you know, uh, McVay's still there. They're going to address parts of that O-line, there's no doubt. So, you know, as long as he plays next year, does look better for Stafford than this year by a mile. Um, but I, you know, you may be looking at something that's kind of in between Super Bowl Stafford and this year Stafford. Yeah, so let's just put a little bit of context. Let's say you had an early second and you feel like, you know, um, you couldn't get a quarterback. Uh, you need a quarterback, and you couldn't get a quarterback, uh, you know, with that with that pick that, that you'd like. Do, do, do you think you would trade uh, that, that early second for Matt Stafford at this point? Oh, that's tough. I I probably would, but it is – it's close. I mean, yeah, in context, you know, I'm, every team's different. You know, it's hard to mm. give a – a holistic answer there but yep. uh, but yeah you know i think in most cases i would be pretty scared to give my early second uh in this class away for for stafford but there are situations i, I would consider it certainly so um all right well what about his teammate cooper cup um obviously he has a season ending injury i just saw today that sean McVay said he doesn't expect him to come back this season i don't think that's because he couldn't i think that's more that there's no reason for him to um, but are you at all worried, especially if Matt Stafford didn't come back last year about Cooper Cup's value over the over the dynasty offseason? And would you if, if you could get him at it at it all depressed price, would you would you be willing to do that? Yeah, Cooper Cup, I'd be going after uh, just because he, unlike Stafford, showed no. I mean, Stafford really was not playing that well even before he went out this year. And yeah, a lot of that is due to the fact that he was running for his life and getting sacked at an insane rate. But uh, I mean, Cooper Cup is he he produces almost no matter who the quarterback is he produces even if the offensive line is shit he he just he does his thing he's the best slot wide receiver in the league he's super valuable in PPR and he's a guy that doesn't win off of pure athleticism he's a guy that wins with you know fantastic route running winning with with his head and getting separation so i yeah cooper cup is a guy that i don't see falling off and i'm trying to grab him where i can 
I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you think about how Stafford is playing, you know, I kind of mentioned, oh, maybe Baker would depress his value, but I mean, I don't know if there would be a huge difference. You know, mm. I mean, obviously, prime Stafford is a way better, mm. you know, than, than than Baker, but you know, the Baker we saw this, I mean, the Stafford we saw this year, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not sure that if that is how the situation played out, that I would feel like I need to fade. Uh, fade cup there and of course there could be some other quarterback that they bring in that we aren't even expecting you know may mm. very well could not be stafford or baker so um yeah like i said a lot could happen in the in the offseason with the rams uh but i'm definitely betting on uh cooper cup and would be willing to buy him if uh, there's at all uh, a drop in his price so what about Brees hall so you know obviously i was both of us were high on Brees hall i mm-hmm. was especially high on Brees hall pounding the table looked like a superstar tore the acl I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm not worried about it. He tore it, tore it earlier in the season. Um, you know, it might take him a couple games to get back and look normal and say, I mean, we see with JK Dobbins right now, but you know, in dynasty long-term, he's still a top three back for me and might even be a top two back for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Brees? Uh, I do think he drops out of the top three back conversation when you start talking about, you know, Bijan coming in, Jonathan Taylor. I, you know, I had Walker ahead of him coming into the draft and I still do after the injury and whatnot, obviously. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Brees looked fantastic when he was playing. Um, you know, he did alleviate some of the worries I had about him, about, you know, being able to get the tough yardage inside and using his vision and, you know, not being able to just like out athlete people at this level, but he's, uh, he's done a fantastic job when he's been playing. So, you know, next year you could be looking at a little bit of a depressed Brees, you know, especially, you know, the first half of the season, because we've seen it with not just JK, but, you know, Saquon Barkley, you know, several others that, you know, struggled that first year coming back. You know, we've seen other guys that have just torn it up, um, mm-hmm. namely Adrian Peterson, but that does typically is the rare case. So um, I do have to drop his value a little bit just because of that. And, you know, you are a big proponent of running backs, how quickly they age out. Um, but he's still, uh, I think, a top five dynasty running back and incredibly valuable piece. Well, yeah, and he's still the second young, youngest running back in the league as of as of right now. But he's, but yeah, a, yeah. he's an injured young running back. Yeah, I mean, he is. I mean, I, I, you know, honestly, at this point, though, with running backs, I mean, um, definitely the Achilles. I mean, we've we had a lot of debates on. Uh, you know, uh, how how seriously we fade players for the Achilles. That is something that I take very seriously for running backs. Um, but for the ACLs at this point, I mean, I, I, m- almost every running back at this point, I'm just going to expect to get a season-ending injury at some point. Uh, it seems like they all do at some point. And, you know, Derrick Henry was the champion who never did, and then he finally did last year. So, um, I, I'm, you know, I, and it wasn't a knee injury in, in, in Derek Henry's case, but you know, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, I don't really see this doesn't affect Brees's value at all to me. Um, you know, I think, you know, I don't want any, any, any injuries to happen to other running backs, but any other running back, we might be comparing to him just like, you know, we had Jonathan Taylor, he hasn't been injured and Christian McCaffrey has, and now Jonathan Taylor, you know, missed you know, four weeks of the regular season. I, you know, I'm done trying to predict injuries with running backs, I guess. And just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not, not affecting my, my stance on too much, but, but fair enough for, for those that are, and uh, you know, hopefully he can come back and, and not miss any time at the beginning of the season. Like JK had to, that would definitely make me consider fading him if that happened. Um, so what about, 
our last name on this list, Javante Williams. He's been kind of forgotten about, uh, but he was quite a hyped uh, player. Um, obviously, he got the injury, I think, what, week three, maybe week four. Um, so what injury was it? Was it an ACL as well? Mm, yep. It was an ACL, right. So, so yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on Javante? Are you fading him at all going into next year? I mean, uh, you know, he, he was pretty much a consensus top four, top five back. Are you still seeing him in, in that light? I don't know if he's quite that high. I still like him, but he his knee injury was a little less clean cut. Um, he suffered, I think, an LCL injury as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit more complicated. It did happen way earlier in the season, so that's going to help him a lot. But I could see him also having a slow start to next year. So just just something to keep out on. I mean, he could also be perfectly back to normal, but, uh, you know, guys that had like multiple ligament tears in the knee, you know, we saw it with Chubb. Chubb really wasn't the same until like three years after his injury. So, um, mm. so yeah, just, uh, do have to depress his value a little bit because of that, but he's still a top 10 dynasty running back. Yeah. I don't know if I could put him in my top five at this point either, but I do feel like he might be worthy of like, if somebody did have him in their top five, I don't think I would, um, you know, scoff at it or anything. Yeah. I just think, you know, it's kind of been out of sight, out of mind. Obviously, with this next class coming in, definitely Bijan's going to be ahead of him. For me, uh, Jameer Gibbs definitely, uh, you know, is, is a tough decision. So, yeah, I think he's getting pushed out of the top five. But, uh, yeah, I think. Here's an interesting question. Who do you rate higher now, him or DeAndre Swift? Like who would I rather have at this yeah, moment? In, in Dynasty, if you were doing a startup right now, who would Swift. you? You would take Swift. Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do yeah. that. Yeah, I would. I would take Swift. I'm not worried about Swift. I mean, you know, the, you know, Campbell said that he might not be 100 percent for the rest of this year, uh, but he's still putting up some decent games. Uh, I'm not worried about long term value. I don't think he's going to get 20 carries a game, but. You know, I, that that Detroit offense is looking explosive, and I think even at the end of this year, he'll have some good games. But, but I digress. Uh, we got one. Uh, oh, we don't have one more name on the list. Uh, did you did you say your thoughts? Yeah, you did say your thoughts on Javante. Okay. Yep. Um. So let's move on to our start sits. Ooh. So, um, we mentioned Mr. Brock Purdy and how good he's been doing. Uh, was a top six quarterback. And this week he has Seattle, who um, isn't a horrible defense, but isn't one of the best. Um, so, you know, a, a pretty neutral matchup for him there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Purdy for this week? Obviously without Debo. Yeah, if he's healthy, I'd put him at like a four. Is he not healthy? Oh, he, yeah, he had a, he, he's questionable right now with mm. some some kind of something. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. uh, Assuming he's healthy, I'd probably put him at a three. I still don't know if I trust him fully, but I don't think he's a bust. I don't think he'll, I don't think he's a zero start. So yeah, I think I'm comfortable starting him at a three. What about Tua Tungavailoa at Buffalo? If we would have had him in the start sit uh, before two weeks ago, you know, this would have been a stupid question, but he's had two really bad weeks. Uh, Last week was horrible. Like, he was three for 18 in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, it was a just dastardly game. Uh, that could have been somebody that cost uh, people the playoff spot. Uh, but, you know, what are your thoughts uh, with him against Buffalo? Obviously, they beat Buffalo last time. Um, he also got incapacitated against Buffalo last time. Yeah, I... 
I'll put it at a three. Just the weapons he has, it, he has the chance to just absolutely explode. But, um, you know, and I still think he'll probably end up being a QB two, but it's just not a good matchup. He's not playing his best ball right now, and that leaves some doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be a QB two at this point when you got, you know, the Davis Mills, Jeff O'Driscoll committees and and all that but yeah i'm I'm definitely fading him this week without a doubt i mean buffalo is a great defense a great secondary um yeah i, I guess i'll put him at a three because i do i agree with you uh but you know I'm, I'm tempted to to put it a little bit lower um i'm sure there'll be some some places where i have to start him though so um what about jamal williams or deandre swift at the jets you can say your thoughts on both or which one you'd rather start uh, between the two. Uh, not a great matchup for either. Uh, Jamal Williams, I'll put it like a two, two and a half out of five. Um, just he's kind of touchdown dependent at this point, especially with Swift getting a little bit more touches. Um, but I mean, shoot, Swift uh, kind of struggled this last week and only had like seven points. So He's definitely not a sure thing against a tougher defense. So I'll put him at a, I'll put him at a three and a half just because the upside he offers. Yeah, I agree. I have DeAndre at a four and Jamal at a three. Um, you know, I I do agree that this is a good, uh, I mean, a, a, not a good matchup. It's a tough matchup. Jamal Williams, the past couple of weeks really has just been, does he get a touchdown or not? Um, so maybe I would consider maybe bumping down Jamal Williams a bit there. But I still think just based on the season he has, I'm still more comfortable with Jamal Williams than a lot of other, you know, committee running back situations that you might be starting, guys. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll put DeAndre at a, at, a, at a four, and I guess I'll keep uh, Jamal at a three. Uh, well, this is a guy that whose name we mentioned a lot on this podcast, but this is, you know, absolutely been one of the more disappointing players. He had another disappointing week last week, but Najee Harris at Carolina, what are you doing with him in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, Najee, you've got to start. I would put him at a four, um, if not higher. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the best game ever this last week, but he still was like RB 15. So he's not that far off of being an RB one. And honestly, Najee has looked a bit better lately. They're starting to figure some things out on that offense. Now, granted, he's not going to have Kenny Pickett, but that also means they're just going to lean on him a little bit more. So, um, so yeah, I, I like what Najee's been bringing to the table lately. Are we, uh, is it for sure they aren't going to have Kenny Pickett? I mean, you know, with the – I guess we're just assuming with the concussion. I'm kind of assuming that just because ever since the two incident, if you got put in concussion protocol, you're pretty – you're almost guaranteed to miss the following week. At least that's how it's been going. So, um, keep right. a close eye on it. You know, you, you may still be able to play them, but just they have erred on the side of caution ever since then. Right, right. Yeah, I'll put Najee at a three for me. I'm not super excited about starting, but I do think it'll be hard to bench him. Carolina has been a fantastic defense since Steve Wilkes has, has taken over, so um, that's not something to to be taken lightly there. Um, what about Michael Pittman, that guy that was near and dear to my heart? Um, he has had two weeks in the top five two weeks in the top 24 and then the rest of his weeks have been just about unstartable. <laughs> so amazingly, he's still a, t- he's a top 20 receiver that uh, has a lot to do with those two weeks in the top 25, I mean, in the top five, but, uh, but yeah, and, uh, Michael Pittman versus Minnesota, who I don't know if you watched that game, but that defense, that secondary is 
It's horrible. It's, it's so so can can we maybe believe in Michael Pittman this week, please, for my rosters? Well, you know, you you kind of took away the surprise there. Uh, I was I was gonna tell you that this is the week you need to start him. Uh, I would put him at a four just because if he can't boom on this week, then just shut him down the rest of the year. But this is the exact kind of game where Gabe Davis kind of tends to shine. Michael Pittman. Oh, yeah, Mike, Michael Pittman, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, well, I will also put him out of four. Um, I'm starting him. I'm going to ride or die. He very well I – mean, he's on a, several of my playoff squads, so um, – well, we'll see if it if it turns out for me this week, but I'm thinking this could be a week where he finishes as a top 12 receiver. Um, what about Alan Lazard versus the Rams? So obviously at this point, Christian Watson has kind of worked his way into being an auto start, uh, but Lazard was kind of expected to be that guy, and he has had good stretches uh, this 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 year. Um, you know, how are you feeling about him starting against the Rams and maybe just moving forward compared to, you know, Christian Watson? I'm, I'm assuming you want to start Christian Watson more, but do you think he's – you know, anywhere close to that level of reliability? Um, n- no, because I mean, I think he's fairly safe in that he's probably going to get you, you know, about eight to 12 points. Um, but Christian Watson's typically going to give you that, and he offers a hell of a lot more upside. So, um, out of the two, I think Watson's the clear number one there. But Lazard, if you're in deep leagues, you can probably put him in a flex spot and you know, trust that he can do okay this week, but don't expect any you know, 20 point games. You know, I am expecting Rogers for the rest of this season. They aren't eliminated from playoff contention. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they aren't eliminated from playoff contention. So um, I, I think that he can, I think that, you know, he can make more than one target reliable. Obviously Chris, Sean Watson has been heavily touchdown dependent, so we can't forget that. I know it keeps happening, so we start we stop caring. But still, when you're you know getting most of your points from touchdowns, I do think that Alan Lazard can be a little bit more you know safer floor, reliable um, with the with the potential of some spike weeks as well. As well, I'm firing him up against the Rams. Um, you know, I think that Jalen Ramsey will probably spend most of his time on Christian Watson, so I think that'll open up Alan Lazard to be an effective weapon here. Uh, I'll put him at a four. Fair enough. All right. We ready right. for start of the week? Yes. This is going to be our – well, we'll see if we do it for our 100th episode. But it could be our last starts of the week of the season. It very well might be. And, uh, you know, it's 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 been a, a season of some hits and some misses. But let's try to close it out on a strong week here. So, Nate, I'll let you start us out there. Uh, yes, I am going to tell you to start Daniel Jones versus the Commanders. Uh, did really well against them the last time they played. Uh, yeah, it's a good matchup. And yeah, quarterbacks, it's kind of been worn down a little thin lately. So he could you know easily be a high-end QB1 if uh, he gets those legs going. So I um, think he's going to be your good start. Uh, last week, I told you to start Mr. Jared Goff versus the Vikings. And he was QB four on the week, and that's in four yep. point passing touchdown. So, uh, you're welcome, and uh, on to you, Josiah. Yep, yep. Uh, my quarterback last week was not as good, but I did have uh, a good hit or two here. Um, Geno Smith versus Carolina. He didn't have a completely terrible game, but he did throw uh, three interceptions, I believe. So that kind of depressed his score there. Um, but this week, I have. 
this is risky, but you know, we got to close it out the way we came in with my top dog, Matt Ryan against Minnesota. We mentioned that we're feeling good about Michael Pittman. Well, the guy delivering Michael Pittman the ball is going to be Matt Ryan. And I even think that Alec Pierce is a good flex option this week in redraft. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the Colts offense I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about. And uh, yeah, I think they're, they're it's worth firing them up. Matt Ryan is going to be my start of the week. I'm going to put him as a top 12 quarterback this week against Minnesota. Spicy. I like it. Uh, yeah, good, good call there. Uh, moving on to running backs. I, I'll have to decide if I start Matt Ryan in uh, one of my playoff races this week, but um, anyway, uh, on to running back. I think J.K. Dobbins versus the Browns is going bastard. Yeah, buddy. I know right, you I know how bad that Browns run defense is, and uh, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to cut right through them. So he looked fantastic this last week, still knocking off the rust. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a good start. Last week, I told you to start Mr. Cam Akers versus the Raiders. Uh, they got down real early, so that definitely hurt you there. But uh, he got you, uh, I'm seeing about 10 points. So he was RB25, just on the border of an RB2. Um, not terrible, but not what I wanted in the start of the week. So moving on to better days with Dobbins. Yes, yes. Um, so I am pivoting here because I also had Dobbins. But I did have a backup uh, that I considered as well. So now I'm pivoting to him. And it's going to be Isaiah Pacheco versus mm. the Houston Texans. So I um, can only imagine that the Chiefs, of course, we thought this would happen with the Cowboys, and this isn't what happened. So perhaps I should not count my eggs before they hatch. But uh, I imagine the Chiefs will be up about 48-3 by five minutes left in the second quarter. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of running. And, uh, you know, Jerry McKinnon will certainly be probably the more started guy. But I think uh, Pacheco will get plenty of work and plenty of rushes between the tackles. And, uh, you know, possibly at the end of the game, uh, I think they'd be more likely to save uh, to save McKinnon and run Pacheco more and, and get a little bit more work out of their rookie. And uh, so, so yeah, Pacheco is my start of the week for this week. Last week I had uh, – DeAndre Swift, and as you mentioned, that was not a great start either. But don't worry, the good ones are coming. They're coming. Uh, so, yeah, I'll let you move on to receiving. Uh, yes. So, uh, last week, I told you to start Mr. George Pickens. And uh, Pickett going out definitely didn't hurt, uh, definitely didn't help anything. So, he finished his wide receiver 36. So, hoping for a bit better this week, which is why I'm telling you to start Mr. Brandon Ayuk versus the Seahawks. Uh, this is the game where they're going to have to put up points. Uh, I know it's a bit scary with Brock Purdy possibly missing out, but I think he's going to play. And just with Debo not being there, gonna, they're going to have to use Ayuk, get him the ball, get him in space. So I like the matchup. I like the uh, fact that he's kind of the lone receiver on the team now. So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk is who I'm firing up. That's a great start. Uh, I think that's a, a really good one for sure. Um, my start of the week is Elijah Moore. I said we we mentioned him earlier. I said I'd bring him up earlier. Elijah Moore versus the Lions. So the Lions have a lot of things going for them. A secondary is not one of them. Uh, they uh, still have the worst secondary in the league. And uh, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis is out. 
Um, I fully expect Elijah Moore to get, you know, possibly eight to 10 targets this week, which he hasn't gotten all season. But I think him and Garrett Wilson uh, are going to be the the prime beneficiaries. And Garrett Wilson is definitely going to have a lot more attention on him. So look out for Elijah Moore to uh, catch on a little bit at the end of this year. And um, I think this week is going to be uh, his best week of the season. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, man. I honestly am struggling with this tight end stuff because on paper, it looks like that David Njoku against the Ravens is really fantastic. And that was going to be my start of the week, but they traded for Roquan Smith. And ever since then, it's not been as friendly to tight ends and Roquan's been an absolute monster. He's the one who knocked Tyler Huntley out of the game last week. Uh, So yeah, scary man, me going to run away and I'll go Gerald Everett. Uh, on the Chargers versus the Titans because the Titans are terrible on defense. Well, first of all, I just want to circle back and say that my wide receiver start of the week for last week was my best hit of the season. Oh, And it was the wide receiver one on the week, Jerry Judy. Ah, Um, nice. So really proud of that one. Um, Yeah, I think that's the first time I've had a start of the week that finished number one, so... That's uh that felt really good. Of course, it cost me a bye week. Um, so that didn't feel good, but hey, at least I could, you know, take some solace in that I called that he would go off. So yes, um, so I'm it, I'm glad that I had Gerald Everett last week as well as my tenant. I'm glad that you decided to pivot away from Njoku because I have Njoku as my start of the week. So mm. um, so that that works out well. Yeah, you know, last he seems to be pretty much Deshaun's favorite target uh, at mm. this point. I mean, Amari Cooper, but outside of Amari Cooper. Donovan, Donovan um, Peoples-Jones, too. Big. Yeah, honestly. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they're all they're all looking good, but definitely, uh, you know, Njoku's getting his targets, getting his work. I think he got a touchdown last week. Um, so yeah, you know, I think Sean looked a lot better this past week, still mm-hmm. not great, but way better than the first week. So, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully those strides can continue to be made and, and Joku, uh, against Baltimore, I, the Roquan Smith, uh, argument is a good argument. Um, but you know, and Joku is one of these rare tight ends that gets routes like way down the field. I don't know if Roquan's going to follow him, you know, 30, 40 yards down the field. And sometimes he can get targets down there. So. Um, you know, hopefully he can break free and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, work some magic with Deshaun. So those are my starts of the week. Just to recap, I have Matt Ryan at Minnesota, Isaiah Pacheco versus Houston, Elijah Moore versus the Lions and David Njoku at Baltimore. Uh, yes. And, uh, I have Daniel Jones versus the commanders, JK Dobbins versus the Browns, Braden Ayuk versus the Seahawks and Gerald Everett versus the Titans. Well, guys, thank you so much for rocking with us on this 99th episode. Uh, you know, this is uh, going to be our, our last kind of uh, normal schedule. The, the you know, general pace that we've been following this week or uh, this year uh, of the season. Obviously, the season closing out. We're going to have our 100th episode. We'll probably do a lot of looking back on the year and re-ranking and things like that of that nature on that episode. So be sure to tune in that. If you're a fan, a fan of uh, Micah, who, uh, you know, we do, along with the great analysis also pro- always provides some great comic relief. Uh, be sure to tune yeah. into that episode. Yep, Hopefully um, he'll be there. Yeah, no, we're going to make him be there. He'll be there. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so uh, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you as always be sure to like subscribe, comment, 
uh, let us know uh, how your playoffs are going. Um, you know, we're we're just uh, just in case any of you are wondering. My final stats here <laughs> in in fifteen leagues that I'm competing, we made twelve playoffs. Although I'm quite certain three of them are have no chance of really winning it. So I'm feeling good in nine leagues. So hopefully, hopefully we can, uh, we can win a couple of those. So uh, wish you, wish you all the best of luck. And Nate, do you got anything to close us out with? Uh, nope. Just looking forward to uh, when we do get that hundredth episode, uh, probably be sometime between Christmas and new year's, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely look back at some of our, our best and worst takes uh, uh, as we've done this podcast. So it's been, multiple years now crazy to think about it but uh hopefully we're getting better at this and uh, honestly i i'm at the point where i'm gonna enjoy playoffs even though it's very stressful but i'm i'm ready to get into into draft season and to start looking at these prospects coming in we're seeing nfl draft decorations guys skipping bowl games uh it's it's time so uh, i'm very excited yeah Nope. I have started, um, you know, diving into a little bit of film, dipping my toe into some quarterback film. I always start with the quarterbacks first. Um, it's just, uh, the only thing I hate is just the hype season of like, it's like January to April. It's like four months of just like fucking Malik Willis is going to be a top five pick. Like, did you, just did you see his legs? He's built. He's just built different. Built different. <laughs> he, is. he can't throw the football to save his fucking life, but he uh, looks good in shorts. Uh, well, we're going to hear that one about Anthony Richardson yeah. this year. But, but uh, honestly, uh, there might be a place where I'm willing to buy in on, on Richardson, but it's not in the first round of Dynasty Jeffs, and some people are doing that right now. Which I'd is... be willing to get him to flip him. That's about the that's about the extent of it for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, you know, you definitely got to be patient with him um, if if you are drafting him. But anyways, anyways, we're getting we're getting off track here. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you as always. Uh, we will be back for a hundredth episode and, uh, Yeah, we love you guys. Thank you very much. For Nate, this is Josiah. Fantasy Dogs, out. (laughs) 